This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The Alabama Forestry Commission is revealing there's been an increase in wildfires in the past week. The commission has seen 250 fires that span 9,700 acres throughout the state. The commission believes that almost all of those wildfires were man-made due to someone burning something under less favorable environmental conditions. Humidity is much lower and winds are much higher than what is normally the case this time of year in Alabama. There are now multiple bills being offered and moving their way through the Alabama legislature in order to respond to the recent ruling on IVF clinics that came from the Alabama Supreme Court just a few weeks ago. That case originates out of Mobile and involves the destruction of frozen embryos at an IVF clinic. The court ruled that a frozen embryo is unborn life and should be protected as prescribed by the pro-life amendment of the Alabama Constitution. Two bills offered by State Senator Tim Melson and State Representative Terry Collins would provide civil and criminal immunity to those entities who provide in vitro fertilization services, except for acts or omissions that are intentional in eliminating an embryo. The president of the Alabama Pro-Life Coalition, Eric Johnston, spoke with 1819 News about those bills, saying they stop potential lawsuits until the issue is resolved in the future with more detailed legislation, and in the meantime allows for a return to the process of treating women with IVF services. U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville believes that the current controversy regarding the IVF clinics here in Alabama will be resolved soon. Tuberville says that no one wants to or is going to ban the process of IVF services here in Alabama. And he also pointed out that there are still five IVF clinics providing services and not closing down here in Alabama. A bill has passed the Alabama House that was written in response to the faked kidnapping claims of Carly Russell of Hoover back in the summer of 2023. HB 82 increases the charges and penalties for falsely reporting a crime to police that claims a person or the public in general is in imminent danger. The bill increases the penalties from a misdemeanor to a felony, which includes jail time and paying restitution. That bill passed unanimously with a 103-0 vote. Carly Russell made national headline news when she left her car alongside Highway 459 after first calling 911 about a toddler running by the road. Russell then disappeared for several days, sparking a massive search. She then turned up days later only to admit to orchestrating a hoax. A bill that is designed to provide a $30 million loan to Birmingham Southern College has passed the Senate Education Budget Committee. This bill was offered by State Senator Jabbo Wagner. It comes after last year's legislation to help the school never actually materialized due to Alabama State Treasurer Young Boozer rejecting the school's loan application after the whole program was created. This bill puts the decision to approve a loan out of the state treasurer's hands and instead it would be done by the executive director of the Alabama Commission in Higher Education. The family dollar store parent company has agreed to a settlement of $41 million for housing items in unsanitary conditions that were infested by rodents. The facility in question was in Arkansas, and it shipped various food, drugs, and cosmetics to Dollar Tree stores throughout Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, and Louisiana. Federal prosecutors say that consumers should expect food and drugs to be clean and uncontaminated when they're put on the shelves from those storage units. The settlement comes after 14 consumer class action lawsuits were filed against that company. And a prayer vigil was held in Hartzell after the tragic death of a four-year-old boy this past Monday. The boy, Bo Clark, died after being attacked by a dog. 
Hundreds came out to the J.P. Kane Stadium to pray for the Clark family. WHNT News is reporting that the Danville High School baseball team will also be wearing stickers on their helmets for the rest of this season in memory of that little boy. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the U.S. Supreme Court has set a schedule to hear oral arguments on the immunity case from Donald Trump. The court has set that hearing for April 22nd. This means that the prosecution coming from special counsel Jack Smith against Donald Trump regarding the 2020 election will now be put on hold until the Supreme Court has those hearings and then issues a ruling. If the ruling is in favor of Trump, the whole case will likely be thrown out. If the Supreme Court rules there is no immunity or a limited form of immunity for Trump while he was president, then the trial could resume and be underway later this year. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell held a press conference this week in which he supported the Senate going forward with a full impeachment process regarding the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, and this is all over Mayorkas in his handling of the border crisis. The House did pass articles of impeachment and sent them to the U.S. Senate. A majority vote from the Senate could shut down the whole effort against Mayorkas from the House. However, McConnell says he's in favor of all Republican senators voting against a motion to table that impeachment trial. McConnell is no doubt responding to the pressure that came last week from over a dozen Republican senators who sent him a letter demanding the impeachment move forward. On the same day that McConnell issued these statements, he also announced that he's planning to step down from the Republican leadership this coming November. So I stand before you today, Mr. President, and my colleagues to say this will be my last term as Republican leader of the Senate. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. However, I'll complete my job. My colleagues have given me until we select a new leader in November and they take the helm next January. McConnell turned 82 years old just a few weeks ago. Republican senators are also weighing in on the Russia-Ukraine conflict Florida Senator Marco Rubio is leading the way in stating that the conflict will not have a victory and that a negotiated settlement is the only way to end it. Senators Mike Braun of Indiana and J.D. Vance of Ohio are also agreeing that this war is unlikely to be won by Ukraine against Russia and that negotiating an end is the best path forward. Over in the House, Speaker Mike Johnson continues to resist any more U.S. financial aid from being approved and sent to Ukraine. Another primary was held this past Tuesday, and Donald Trump blew past Nikki Haley, gaining over 756,000 votes in that state to be the Republican presidential candidate. That amount is more than what the Democratic candidates received in Tuesday's primary combined. In the Democratic Party, there were 100,000 voters who decided not to go with the incumbent, Joe Biden. Instead, they preferred to check off the uncommitted box on their ballots. This took 16 percent away from the votes that were presumed to be going to Biden. Dean Phillips also took a few percentage points from Biden's total. Overall, Biden, as an incumbent, only received 81 percent of the Democratic votes in that primary. There are vastly different opinions on how the deposition of Hunter Biden went behind closed doors on Wednesday as he was questioned by the House Oversight and Judiciary Committees. Before the questioning, New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez poured cold water over all of the questioning efforts from Republicans. What we are seeing is is just a complete uh, and, and inappropriate expedition into uh, the president's son and 
for matters and subjects that are completely unrelated to an impeachment investigation. And I think it is extremely disturbing to see the lack of professionalism, the lack of grounding, and the abuse of public resources and abuse of, of public power in order to pursue something that truly, uh, whose point at this juncture is very unclear. After the deposition, Florida Congressman Matt Gates took several questions from reporters that were waiting outside. There were a number of interesting moments, but perhaps none more interesting than when Hunter Biden told us that he uh, joined the Burisma board to counter Russian aggression. I, I hadn't heard that one before, that thank goodness we had Hunter Biden on the Burisma board uh, because that was uh, central to his strategy to stand up to Vladimir Putin. Has he so, taken the fifth at all? No, he's, has, answer, he's, he's, he's been responsive to questions. Has yeah. he told you exactly what value he brought to any of these wars, any of these companies yet? Have you guys asked him that? Yeah, we've asked those questions, and there is, there is an illusory value. It is a mirage to believe that Hunter Biden was engaged in international business. This was uh, a bribe masquerading as an international business transaction. Nothing more, nothing less. Can we just quickly ask you, do you still feel the impeachment inquiry is heading in the direction where you'll actually be able to vote on articles of impeachment? Well, here we're asking questions about these corrupt business practices. Uh, I'm, not really, I'm not really framing that through the lens of next steps. I'm just trying to get the facts. I believe that you can actually bribe someone by paying their family members. Like, I, I don't get this construct that unless Joe Biden himself received cash, that he somehow wasn't involved in the bribery operation. Joe Biden was doing the bidding of Burisma. He was doing the bidding of Chinese communists, and his family was getting enriched as a consequence. To me, that's a pretty strong case for bribery. Residents of Athens, Georgia, are very upset with their mayor, Kelly Gertz regarding sanctuary policies that have resulted in the death of a nursing student at the University of Georgia. Lakin Riley was beaten to death after being accosted while she was on a run on the campus of that college. An illegal immigrant from Venezuela, Jose Antonio Ibarra, is being charged with her murder. Mayor Kelly Gertz held a press conference to blame the federal government for the situation, and Athens residents were not receptive. I've received many calls, many emails, many queries from the press in recent days about this notion of a sanctuary city. And so I want to lay some things to rest here today. This term sanctuary city doesn't have a sole legal or procedural definition. You can look in Georgia statute and you can find a clear definition for a unified government. You can look in contractual language and you can find out exactly what it means to be an SEC institution. Sanctuary city doesn't track with either of those. And so that term means different things to different people depending on the context of the discussion. Uh, we know what Many, it means. Many of the elements, many of the elements, we are here to listen, we are here to listen, there will be time for questions. You are guilty and got blood on your head for this murder, sir. You need to resign. Resign now. On Friday, a final hearing will be held in the Fulton County Superior Court over a motion to disqualify Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis and her special prosecutor, Nathan Wade. The disqualification is in regards to the two of them taking any further action on the case against Donald Trump due to allegations that Willis and Wade were romantically involved when she hired him to be part of the case. 
This creates a conflict of interest since the taxpayer money being used to pay Wade's salary was also benefiting Willis since she went on multiple luxury trips with him as a romantic interest. The judge will hear arguments from both sides before he issues a ruling sometime next week. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 